0: If the relationship between you and who you really are is primary to you, if feeling good matters most to you, then everything else will fall into place. Sup, homies? Happy whatever day you're listening uh, to this podcast on. Today is Sunday for me, so happy Sunday. If it's Sunday for you, wins! Hi, I have some coffee. Took some time, made some coffee this morning, so I am fueled. Um... I list, So I came to a realization, first of all, before I get into the nitty gritty or just any kind of gritty at all, welcome to Processing the Process. I keep forgetting to put this intro in here um, because like, hey, you stumbled upon this and you're listening in and I appreciate you being here. So like, hold tight. Um, welcome. My name is Vanessa. I am the host and creator of this podcast and social media manager of their Instagram account. I mean, of my Instagram account, I, a lot, I say a lot of there and we sometimes because I really just think that this podcast has more people involved. And it's really just me doing primarily the heavy lifting. Um, and, and when you look at me, I break myself down into like three different parts, three different persons. So um, we is interchangeable with me, my and I. Thank you. Welcome. Hi. Nice to meet you. Um. So much is going on right now. I am kind of in this really interesting place in my life, and I'm really, really, really excited to soak in everything so far. I guess. Um, I don't know. It's just there's a lot going on. There's a lot of revelations. I guess little realizations of. My current state and where I am, and who I am, and what I want. And, and it's, um, it feels really good <laughs> uh, because uh, I don't know. So, I mentioned that I have an Instagram. If you follow it, it is Processing the Process podcast. Um, and I'm starting to use that more actively than usual. Um, before, I kind of used it as a way to kind of announce when episodes would drop, and then I stopped using it to announce. When episodes would drop, and just you know, every now and then made a story to keep the account a little active. Um, but I'm kind of turning inward a little bit more, and and really um, taking advantage of the opportunities that are presented, um, the beautiful moments that I feel that I need to share. I don't know. I I kind of want to run it in a way where it's a little bit more of an intimate experience. So really excited about that, um, as I am excited about wherever this podcast is going as it grows and matures and evolves, uh, (laughs) this morning, I gotta tell you what, I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing today, um, I currently have two episodes besides this current one that I am recording, um, that need to be edited and they just have not, I mean, okay, facts, I have edited one of them, (laughs) I attempted to edit one, and I came to a very interesting conclusion, um, and that conclusion is I just, I love, like, (sighs) this conclusion, as you may know, you know, this podcast is, is pretty, pretty pro weed, uh, and smoking and all of that, um, so I'm still pro pro that for sure, but I'm starting to realize that, you know what, maybe I should give myself a little time to marinate in my brain juices after smoking a bowl <laughs> or taking a couple rips. Um, a lot of the times I would just do that and then come down and record and, and I mean, although I had a great time, uh, it would kind of show in some of my work and not that I care because I don't give up book but I I just feel like I need to clean up a little bit get that um a little more more defined if you will so um that's what we're doing today, I guess. Uh, so my, my new thing here is that I smoke and then I wait. I, you know, go downstairs, and eat something, whatever sounds good to me at that moment. I let my brain juices marinate. And then um, when I feel like I'm ready to talk, when I feel like I'm ready to kind of just let my my brain do the, the work, I grab my, my shit, I grab my laptop, and I run into my little baby-ass closet and sit down on this little pillow that doesn't have too much support, but just enough that I'm not sitting on the floor, if you know what I mean. One day, one day, I'd hope to be in a chair. Maybe not in this closet, though, because I really can't fit too much in here, but you know what? You never know. So, um, hi, welcome. Um, I have this whole thing planned um, this before this, this episode here, and I just kind of hated it. I listened to it, and it just wasn't good, thus my conclusion. So um, we're going to take a time to, and we're going to talk about exactly what I was trying to talk about before. Um, As I think as time goes on, um, the narrative is obviously changing. Um, the stigma is obviously flipping um, for smoking and people using marijuana. It uh, People are just, it's becoming more of a popular thing to really know about. No one's freaking out left and right. And if you're really interested in the history of um, why we have such a negative stigma about marijuana in this country, there's a really fantastic book um, by Isaac Campos. Um, I believe it's the... It's some kind of, it's, I think it's The Origins of Marijuana. I think that's the title. I would have to double check, but I remember reading that for a class in college and absolutely loving that book. Um, I read through it too fast, but it was really interesting and it made a lot of sense when it came to why we have such a negative outlook on it. And it really just boils down to the fact that, um, our country is obsessed with, um, damsels in distress and specifically white damsels in distress. And, um, one of our biggest fears during the (laughs) invasion of illegal Mexicans who are, who are high off marijuana, um, (laughs) <laughs> was that they were going to come in and take our precious little white women and do what they they pleased to them and take them away and we did not like that and it's really crazy how that just all of this negativity boils down to just this one thing this one not so solid thing built off of stare, um built off the off of stereotypical stuff. Um, one, but also like really generalized shit about a group of people that's really fucked up. So um, it's really interesting. Definitely 10 out of 10 would read. Um, but I just kind of want to talk about it today because I, I have a couple of friends who join me in on this and support me in this. I have a couple friends who, you know, not really so much. You're not really into it. And that's totally cool. Like it's not something that, you know, if you're not into it, you're not into it. That's it. Um, it's okay. But I'm more of that person just like, but don't ever close the door on it. You know what I'm saying? There might be a time in your life where you may want to give it a try just to see what that feels for you because everyone has a different experience. It's not just a a solid, you know, one experience for all kind of thing. So um, I'm definitely down for people to try things. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. If you're not really comfortable with that, that's totally fine. Um, there's other episodes that are really cool, really dig down deep, and we talk about a lot of stuff, but I just kind of want to talk about um, anxiety and the fact that I am a stoner and the fact that you can't really put those two together sometimes in, in, in a sentence, and um, I think you can. So, um, before we get into it, this week... Um, I kind of circled back to my myself recently. I feel like I'm getting in touch with that person that I used to be, um, the good side or the better side of me, or not the better side, but the, the more hopeful person that I used to be, you know, when I was like, I guess in high school, maybe. There was a time where I suppressed a very traumatic experience um, for so long that the initial suppression, I kind of just didn't really think about it at all. Like, it's almost like my my brain kind of put a bunch of blankets over this traumatic memories or these traumatic memories and events that uh, I just kind of forgot that they existed for a while. And I kind of was me for a little bit, which was really nice. I was creative. I was fun. I was, like, you know, down to hang out. Like, I don't know. It was just a different version of myself, and I find myself, well, for the last couple years at least, like, wondering where that version was and if she would ever kind of return or if this is just one of those things where, you know, you just move through stages in life and you just mature and you'll probably never be that person again because, you know, you can't really turn back the time and you can be that person again. And I'm starting to get in touch with her because I've been getting in touch with my, um, my inner self, my inner child, my, the, 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 little me that lives inside of me who has been neglected for a while and now I'm starting to kind of give a little bit more attention to. Um, she's unlocking the door for me to kind of get back to really who I am and what do I what I enjoy. People don't really like, like to have anxiety. Obviously no one really likes to have anxiety, but they don't want to try to smoke or do anything that would make their anxiety worse if they already deal with a lot of anxiety to a day-to-day basis. Um, to be honest, I think that was one of my reasons. I just didn't really know it yet when I I initially said no to trying it um or even being interested in it besides the fact that like w- <laughs> um growing up i used to i used to, obviously you take a bus to school my live like bar. Anyway, can't really walk. Um, there was a kid that like lived, he lived in my development and he was, he was nice. He was kind of creepy sometimes, but like, I was just, I was still nice to people, even though they were super creepy towards me anyway. (laughs) Um, and, uh, he just sometimes would smell so bad. And by so bad, I mean, he would just reek of just weed. Like the man would just I don't even know where he would be. Maybe his parents smoked at his house, or maybe he smoked in the mornings. I don't know. It was like 7 a.m., girl. I don't know what you're doing, but he would smell, obviously. And um, I kind of combined him and his creepiness with the smell that he smelled like, and I kind of was like, no. The fact, like, the very thought of, like, the smell of weed, I was like, I'm going to throw up because I... kind of connected the two if that makes sense so I was like really not into it for like the longest time I gave my boyfriend such a hard time for doing it um for some reason I listen I don't know I don't know I don't know why I was so you know tight about it but I was so eventually like kind of developed a different sense, I guess, of it. Um, only because started seeing the improvement it had on him. I think he used to do it a couple times in you know high school, but not like the way that you would. We would now, obviously, like if we would just go to somebody's house and they someone would just whip out a joint. You know, you would take a couple puffs off of it because that's just what you do. But you really don't know what that is and what that what is supposed to do and and it's just you know whatever premature whatever starting off dating my current boyfriend I've never felt so safe with anybody um and that was really like I was I think I was looking to feel safe and I felt safe before but now I felt actual safe and I knew he wasn't going to go anywhere and that was really comforting so um That's one of the reasons why I held on. What I mean held on is, you know, he had a lot of demons as well that he has, he didn't really address, didn't really know he had, kind of was just dealing with it, you know, and that kind of impacted the way he was and his behaviors for certain aspects of our relationship. Um, He was a lot of the time very on edge, but I noticed that when he smoked, he was just the version of him that I initially fell in love with, you know, that's, Someone who was a little bit more laid back and and calm and and just I don't know completely different. And I remember like talking to my girlfriends at the time. I was like, you know, not to say this out loud, and and I love him for all aspects that he is. But I, honestly, sometimes I prefer him when he's when he's a little high. Like it just he's just better, and he feels better, and I can see that he he feels better. And I don't know, like I I think he should do it more often. So. Uh, he ended up turning that into like a thing that he does and still does. And um, he tried to do Sober October this this month, which is I think yesterday, the day before um, he lasted like 13 hours. He was like, you know, I don't know how the fuck people do this, um, but I'm not going to. Uh, so we got him to go back to smoking. But by the way, if, if you need to smoke, if smoking helps you, if weed helps you, then don't do Sober October, you fucking shit. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. People talk about tolerance breaks all the time. Hey, if you want to take them, take them. That's totally fine. It's totally up to you. But, like, listen, if, if like, people who take medication for depression don't just stop taking their med- medication for depression and be like, you know, I'm going to do Sober October and see what happens why? It's like, why do you want to make yourself suffer and put yourself in a worse position when you're just coasting, you're feeling good and you're doing what you need to do and it's working. So I'm glad that he kind of was like, you know, fuck this. Who am I? Who Who's holding me accountable for this anyway? Like, no. So anyway, um, so I got kind of more involved in it with him and I was just really, um, I liked it. I kind of viewed it as like a treat sometimes, uh, especially um, when I started smoking a little bit more. I was still in college and I would come home on the weekends to hang out with him. And um, I would look forward to that because it would just physically distance me from school, physically distance me from, you know, my my roommate like it just it, it took me away from a lot of stuff that I was dealing with at the time and um it was kind of like a reward I would find myself having a little bit uh of a of an issue when I would come to smoking sometimes like I would start to have panic attacks and I started I didn't I wouldn't have panic attacks all the time but uh I would have them (laughs) um, out of nowhere too. And it didn't really, my panic attacks didn't really ramp up until I, I started experimenting with some edibles and, um, it kind of just ramped up the anxiety I already had. And I was really just, it was just the scratching of the surface of the huge iceberg within me, um, that this anxiety would just kind of seep out in certain moments in time when we would be smoking. And, um, and of course, like my partner, he did not understand it. I didn't understand it. It was just embarrassing. I just, I could not, I wanted it to go away. Like, there was no, oh my God. (laughs) It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. Um, And besides that, like, we were just not in a good position in our relationship for us to do any kind of deep soul diving at that moment in time. And that's okay. Yeah. So it's been a journey with it, but, you know, it wasn't until I actually went to uh, another state a state in which it's recreational and, um, met people who were older than me, generations above me. Um, and they were still hanging out and living and living their life and smoking and having a good time and also being really deep and spiritual at the same time that I realized that like, Oh, this, this could be a lifestyle. This could be it. This could be okay. Um, so why am I so, you know, Uncomfortable sometimes. Why do I have these panic attacks? It made me start thinking about internal stuff, and I will always remember that trip because when I was welcomed by the most loving and nurturing stoner hippies I've ever met in my life, who were just amazing individuals, and I was embraced by a culture that I've never, I've never had. By by, I was embraced by a mother, I a version of a mother that I never had, a more supportive and. Um, understanding and calm, uh, soul mother, as you will. Um, and I needed, I needed that. I need another perspective. And it was funny before that moment, before I went out there and and hung out with these people, I, you know, I remember asking and thinking about, I would really love a mentor, somebody that I could just talk to whom who's not my age, like who's older. Cause around that time I was talking to a couple friends in this little, women's ministry group at my college because I was like well I grew up in a Christian home my mom was super religious so I guess maybe that's what I should do right now because I feel really anxious and I don't even know I feel really like I wasn't having a good time at that period of my life I was super anxious about everything um this was that boiling point that was just leading up to my mental breakdown (laughs) but It was at at that moment I was like, oh, fuck, we got to we got to do something about this here. (laughs) So I figured that, you know, if my mom's religion did wonders for how she deals with her life on a day to day basis, that maybe I should give this a try. And I was, you know, given a mentor, quote unquote, but this girl was like younger than me. And, you know, the rest of the girls there, I was slightly older than them. And it just it was it was not definitely wasn't exactly what I was looking for. So I was super, super grateful that when I went out to Oregon and hung out with these wonderful people and met my girl Diane, that's her, that's her, um, through her wonderful daughter, Megan, that I just completely, I felt like I was home. So I was kind of searching, I guess. I was just feeling really isolated and alone, and I just needed a really good... Example of somebody who is living their life to the truest of themselves, who's following their heart, but also who's smoking and having a good relationship with that, a long-lasting relationship with that, that's what triggered the, I guess, the want and, and desire to kind of want to dig deeper into myself and work on some shit. I recently saw a TikTok where this girl was saying how she's just, you know, a lot of things are going wrong in her life and she doesn't wanna really want to work on herself. She'd just rather take a nap and sleep for like three months. And like, I agree with you and I, and I would like to do that as well. That is something that I would definitely do. It just doesn't help. I've spent way too much of my life Digging my head into things, taking naps, sleeping all the time, uh, not really feeling fulfilled, feeling like I didn't matter, and up until the end, really hopeless. So it was pretty, like, validating to find people out there and an older woman who I could look up to and see that, you know, that she's, she's following what is true to her and she is intrinsically happy. Because there was a point where I was like, I don't really know if I'm happy anymore. And I don't really know if my existence here really matters. And really, that was just a lot of stuff that I haven't really worked on. And I kind of shoved it into a closet that I had to assess. Um, because now, like, you know, if you if you follow the Instagram, um, if you don't, that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> I posted recently a picture that I took at the Bloomsburg fair that I went this weekend with my mom and my sister. And the caption it, it contains the words, I'm happy to be here. Um, I've heard that from somebody when, on TikTok or I've heard it from someone before, but it always resonated with me because I'm happy to be here. I'm just happy to be here. And that's a statement that if you were to ask me that a long time ago, maybe like 2019, December 2019? I don't know if I'd be able to answer that with the same confidence or no confidence at all. Like, I, I probably wouldn't be able to answer that for you or at least say that confidently in the current life that I was living. But I can say it now, Beach. I am happy to be here. I definitely am. What I'm basically, like, boiling it down to is is that marijuana's. It should be a complement to your mental health. It shouldn't be an number or suppressor. And while I was there and I saw other people operating and functioning on the things that I kind of sort of operated and functioned on, but only on weekends, and I really didn't see the holistic and wellness benefits of it and how I can connect it with my mind and how I feel about myself and the experience I've had before and how I can deal with that internally. And how weed is somehow connected to unraveling a lot of emotional trauma that we hold, holy shit, (laughs) it gave me the confidence and the motivation to at least try to do something that's good for me because they may not have, you know, five cars in the driveway, a huge house that takes up a small radius similar to a Chick-fil-A in its parking lot. They had what they needed they were happy with what they had and they were content with the life that they were living it was satisfaction it was it was fulfillment and it was this overwhelming sense of grace i guess that i was so attracted to that that i i gave me the absolute inspiration to know that there's there's something more out there for me there's something that is so worth living and right now it's so worth living that the possibility of of you know, being content and happy is not something that it's going to be down the road. It could be right now, even if my circumstances aren't the way I want them to be. I can still feel fulfillment. I can still feel contentment. I can get rid of whatever doesn't serve me and, and keep whatever does. There's no end game here, there's just a, a never ending journey. And that journey is exciting and beautiful, and and even when it ends, or it starts another one. Like it just, it's just this wonderful and beautiful process. And girl, that's why this podcast is called here. Duh. But the thing is, here is that I'm kind of gonna circle back to the panic attacks that happened a lot, and they they still happened even after I had this moment in and another in, in Oregon and and had this connection, I guess. So when I started to work on myself and like dig a little deeper and and start going to therapy and learn about how I can communicate my needs a little bit easier and not feel like if I did, I'd be such a burden to those around me. um, I started opening up more doors that I kind of locked away. And a lot of those panic attacks kind of ceased a little bit and even if they did show up I started because here's the thing you start if you start to dedicate some time to hang out with yourself and support yourself and love on yourself give grace to yourself um, while you're sober that when you're high it's okay and life's good you can actually enjoy that moment and whatever moment that you're living at that time when you you know take a dab or pack a bowl, like whatever you're doing at that moment, you can actually really enjoy it and not feel like you're freaking out on the verge of freaking out or screaming in your head and and not feeling like you can tell anybody about it. Girl, I've been there. I've been there. I don't know how many times I've been on a couch you know and everyone around me is having such a good time. Everyone's high, watching a movie, I don't know, like feeling good and I'm just sitting there having this panic attack. But I'm having this internal panic attack that my face on the outside is just like poker, like nothing is on my like it's just neutral. So so neutral. But in my head, I'm screaming, and I can't move. I can't tell anybody about it, not because I don't want to, slightly because I don't want to, but, but, more so because I feel like I can't. And for years, that's a problem. Like that's, that's been the issue for a long time. Like I've always felt like I had to lie about who I was, where I am, and you know how I feel that that's just all ramping up, you know, it's, it's, it just kind of grows and grows and grows to feel like you can't really talk to anybody about anything and and be a hundred percent honest and transparent about it. You have to keep hiding it away. And, and, uh, that's what would happen when I would have these panic attacks. Like, I wouldn't reach out to anybody. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even ground myself. Like, I would be so stuck in my head screaming for help <laughs> that I would not be able to shake that to even ground myself in a way where I can remind myself, hey, like, it's okay, man, you did a little high. You have a little panic attack. You also have a lot of stuff on your plate that you do not know how to process at this point. I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even tell myself that I was, like, safe and secure and, and not in immediate danger. Nothing. No, the connection, the communication connection between, you know, me, I guess, and me was just kind of fucked up. The communication was off between me and me. It was, it was not good. Um, so now, so now... I'm just, I'm so, it's, it's, it's the relationship itself has, has blossomed in, in a way where I'm like such a huge advocate for even those who struggle with panic attacks and anxiety that they should give it a try. Because I've heard way too many people say, if you have anxiety, you probably shouldn't do it. Girl, what the fuck? No, everyone should be able to try. Everyone should be able to try, no matter how much anxiety that you have. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. So here's the thing, okay? I have some tips. Take it or leave it, okay? But I have some tips. Tips that I've gathered through experience. And I'm sure if you have your own tips too, like I would love to hear them if you wanna DM me. Cause I'm sure like tips in general for anxiety and smoking, gold mine. Gold mine. There's so many of us who are super like anxious Annie's, but also love to smoke pot. And we just wanna live in a nice kumbaya relationship with the two. And you can, beach. You can. So I have some tips. Number one, first and foremost, brother, if you're going to smoke, okay? Or even this also goes for if you're going to do psychedelics. Now, I'm not too versed on it I'd like to have some uh actually I would like to have some friends come on here and explain their journey and their relationship with this because it's also new I've recently done mushrooms and it's like really awesome and I would love to do it again but it's also like super super new to me and I know that I don't know much about it and I know there's more people who do um but it goes for the same thing psychedelics or marijuana this first this first tip here you want to feel comfortable when you do something like this and by comfortable, I need you to understand that you need to be comfortable in all aspects, the environment and physically. Physically, I want you to feel comfortable. Do you have comfy clothes on? Do you have, I don't know, warm clothes on? Is it cold? Is it hot? I don't know. Wear something that's comfortable, okay? Um, and then the external factors, where are you? Are you in a spot, a place that is secure, that's comfortable, that's, um, I don't know, that's just like safe. Do you have one? Yes or no. If if your current environment is not spewing out the letters safe, um, maybe we shouldn't do this. i have always I'm like a huge supporter that you just want to be so. You want to feel so secure. I just, like, that's so important because that's, number one, giving you such a high possibility of having such a wonderful trip or high. Like, it, it gives you that, it, you know, if all else fails, you did do this right, okay? Super important. Who are you with also? Are you by yourself? Are you in a secure environment by yourself? Are you in a secure environment with somebody else are you not in a secure environment by somebody else is there is there any nervousness that you feel besides if you're doing this for the first time you know like besides that is there nervousness that you're feeling outside of that are you not really into being where you are at the moment are you picking up on some weird vibes like girl listen to them listen to your gut you want to feel comfortable right that's number one first and foremost okay Number two, when you start going crazy in the mind, you have two ways out. One of them is if you're with somebody else, you want to make sure that somebody else is a secure and safe person, someone who is super supportive, someone who's super safe, a friend who cares. You want to be with someone who cares. You don't want to be with a bunch of people you don't know about. I mean, yeah, maybe if you're into that shit and you're you're not an anxious Annie like me, okay, do what you want, (laughs) But if you're anxious, maybe you should stick with people who make you feel a little less anxious. What do you think? You want them to be a safe person, okay? A safe person that you feel that you could potentially tell if you're not having a good time. You could reach out to that person and communicate what's going on internally. You need—that's 100%. If you're going to be with someone, you need to make sure that they're, they're that for you, okay? Um, if you're not going to be with someone— we got to learn how to ground herself, baby. And maybe smoking right now is not a good idea if you don't know how to do this sober. I'm telling you this now, and and, and I'm I'm completely, I'm comp- dead serious. If you have not worked on yourself, process some emotions, process trauma. I don't know. Process whatever's on the back of your brain that you keep ignoring. She will show up in a form of some kind of panic attack when you're smoking. I tell you what. Yeah, you could get really high. Like that's the other, other, the latter. Uh, If you have a panic attack while you're high, it could, could definitely, it could definitely be that you just got really high. That's, yeah. But it also could be that you haven't processed emotions fully. You haven't processed something that has happened. So if you're by yourself, (sighs) hey girl, what's going on? You can actually, I would love for you to use this podcast, this episode here, um, for your little mental checkoff list before you do something like this that you, you know, get a little anxious by. Totally cool. This next step is going to be about grounding. So listen closely, because we're going to be talking about it. And if you need to repeat after me, you go right ahead. You repeat after me, okay? We're going to ground you. We're going to put you back to the ground, brother. You're not going to be floating no more. Okay so grounding what does grounding mean grounding means to basically tell yourself the things that you already know but you just refuse to know at the same time and that is that if you are in a safe environment right if you are in comfy clothes if you are secure okay then you can then you can say these as facts to yourself sometimes we need somebody especially if you're smoking with someone else who is supportive you almost need them to kind of tell you these things that you should be able to tell yourself that you can at that moment, okay? When you're by yourself, you need to be that person for you. You need to be that support for you, okay? So what that looks like is repeating. I am safe. I am secure. I am comforted. I am loved. I'm okay in this moment, I'm okay in this moment, reaffirming over and over again these facts that you are okay and that you are safe and that you are secure and that everything is going to be okay. I hate to be like the one to be like, just breathe. But seriously, just take some couple breaths, man. Reground the shit out of yourself. If that doesn't work, I suggest having some really sour gummies on hand. Pop them in your mouth. You know, you got the munchies anyway. Why not? Go for it. Have some candy, baby. Eat some candy. Feel better. Okay? One way to ground yourself. Two ways to ground yourself there. Keep on repeating. Now, if that is not enough for you, totally cool. Put on some jams, something that you really, really enjoy. Sometimes smoking, um, I can't like for psychedelics a little different. I know with music sometimes I can influence the trip and may not be the best idea. But at least for smoking, it's I love listening to music and sometimes in my favorite jams. I actually have a playlist on Spotify called Stony Baloney, and it's one of my favorite playlists to play when I'm high. And I just want to listen to something good. I just want some good ear music, just some, you know, almost soul touching, but just some good vibes that help me kind of coast through this high. Whatever that means for you, go ahead and do that. Whatever songs touch your soul in, in, in the right way and in, in the most the feels natural kind of way, do that. Um, if you don't have a song recommendation, girl, I got so many. Just hit me up on Instagram and I got you, okay? Um, other than that, like maybe like, You gotta be by Desiree, you can't be sad. You cannot be sad when you listen to that. Yeah, she can be a little demanding, but girl, I've never felt so inspired in my life. Um, So that's, (laughs) that's, that song, of course, Unwritten. Can't Go Wrong, Natasha Benningfield. I can't tell you how many times I've heard this over my life, but uh, every time I do hear it, I do end up singing it. And it's, it is a good song for sure. Um, Fun fact, my high school did a lip dub to that and that was really cool. You really don't see me in the video, but I was there, I was there. (laughs) <laughs> partially um after you ground yourself it's really important and people usually stop there um, and you can you can stop there most like you can 100 percent stop there um but if you want to do some soul digging uh we can start exercising this bone we're sober obviously but you're exercising the the, the bone of why we have the ability to question wh- why we're feeling a certain way right We have the ability to question our motives. We have the ability to question, you know, how we reacted to certain situations. We have that ability to reflect, for sure. So why don't we exercise that when we're in this crisis mode that our house, our internal house is on fire? We can question this. Don't be afraid of it. Question what it is. It's kind of like the, you know, like having like a monster underneath your bed. Okay, you could be really scared of it, but let's question why it's there in the first place, and maybe we can be friends with it. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't there, like, a 90s movie about that? I remember watching something. It was, like, a fucking trip, that movie. They're questioning what it is. So, and this this kind of helps decipher if you are, you know, having a panic attack from something that you haven't fully processed, or if you're just too high, this why factor helps you kind of decipher between the two and it's super helpful to know because then you can split a clear definition line down the middle between, you know, what's emotionally impacting you right now that you really need to work on versus I got a little too high, I just got to calm myself down and I'm, I'm and, and, you know, life is gravy, we're all good. It's nice to come to these conclusions, you know, years later um because i tell you what ever since i started this you know self love and working on myself uh, and and going to therapy and processing emotions and processing the um my my own trauma um i haven't had a panic attack uh while i'm smoking since maybe january 2020 like it's been a while since that happened um and i know there might be a little blips uh here and there just when you know i start getting feeling a little paranoid you know you know that paranoid feeling when you're super high um that kind of happens but i'm able to kind of just shut it up almost like hey you know what i'm just a little too high i need to breathe it out a little bit and i'm back to my normal self um So it's totally cool. It's totally okay. Uh, I just, I don't know. A lot of us, we're super into smoking, but we're not really super into working on ourselves. And with this current culture here, we're not really pushing that anymore. I mean, we're talking about self-care, but we're not really pushing working on ourselves and seeing... How we can transform into just better versions of ourselves for not only not only for us, right? But for our relationships, the people that we surround ourselves with, our careers, our passions. Wouldn't you want to be the best you can be for those things so that you can naturally just flourish? Girl, you're missing out. So yeah, just this whole episode is kind of just devoted to kind of debunking this. If you have anxiety, you can't smoke bullshit. We all have anxiety. We all do. I mean, some of us are really good at coping. Some of us have really great, you know, ways on how we can avoid being spotted by other people as anxiety targets. Um, but a lot of us don't know how to do that, and it seeps out in other ways. Um, whether you're sober and you have a panic attack or when you're high and you have a panic attack, it seeps out. And my recent panic attack that I've had, you know, when I went to El Salvador with my, my father, that was... Uh, sober one of my the one of my most powerful sober ones I've ever had um, and of course July to August two months there June July August that those three months there were just an emotional roller coaster that uh, it was bound to happen anyway it was a lot going on and I wasn't taking care of myself so it kind of resulted in that but it also resulted in such a beautiful conversation that I had with my aunt about you know just life and being really candid with her and her being really candid with me and really really beautiful stuff but here's the thing i really just i really believe that weed allows me to see things from a different perspective from a more understanding perspective and a more loose perspective i was hanging out with my family yesterday and it's it's so interesting they're not my sister smokes but not so much it's not really a lifestyle it's more like you know, I'll do it every so often. I enjoy it. It's, it's that beginning stages of it becoming, like, part of you, okay? My parents, not so much. They're opening up. They're warming up to the fact that I am a pothead. I have my medical card. Like, I think that is helping them. At least it's an official documentation. Um, but they're just, they're still pretty lukewarm about it. They're not really cold, not really hot, but lukewarm. That's fine. I'll take it. That's fine. Um, but now I'm starting to notice how life is lived so differently between me, between my family and I, and how a lot of times when they're, you know, freaking out or stressing out about something, I'm just chilling I'm just chilling <laughs> I'm just looking, at you know, looking outside looking out the window, looking at the deer maybe looking at the dog, giving the dog some pets like, not that I don't care about their problems listening about their problems 100%, but this is like different, like they're, they're stressing out about some things that I just nowadays just don't have I don't know don't feel like I have that energy for, not in a bad way, but just like, why? What bother? It's okay. Life's good. On top of that, I would really like to stress that, you know, going to therapy really helped me come to this um, cornerstone, I guess, in my journey with the relationship I have with marijuana. Um, That has helped me open up myself so that I could, I don't know, know myself a little deeper. Um, because when you start knowing yourself deeper, you start listening to yourself deeper. Start, you know, creating like a concrete relationship, a solid one, one that I've never had with anybody else. And I love that. I love how special that is. I love that that's just mine to have. Um, So that's really, really sweet. But really, really, really just wanted to talk about that with you and anyway if you don't follow the instagram it's processing the process uh podcast and on tiktok it's process that she with several eyes i pop up eventually um i don't really have anything else to say today besides that and i'm really really happy with what that is um if you have anything that you would like to talk about if there's something going on in your life you don't know what to do i'm down let me know i don't have the best like i'm not a all-seeing person. I'm not crazy spiritual. I have friends and correspondents who are, um, but I'm really good at just bouncing ideas off. So let's go down the list again, okay? Number one, it's crucial to feel comfortable, secure, and safe. If you do not feel that, then maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Number two, if you're going to be smoking with other people, let them be trustworthy or even other stoners who know the deal who know how, who have compassion, who have care. You want to make sure you're by, you're surrounded by people who can help you remember that you're safe, secure, loved. And if you're by yourself, it's important to not only work on grounding techniques when you're high and you're experiencing a panic attack, but also in reality when you're sober um, to practice some grounding for you, to remind yourself that you're okay, that you're secure, that everything is all right that nothing is happening, no one is yelling at you, you don't have to be anywhere at any time, any given moment, you don't have to be demanded of, no one is demanding anything of you, practicing that would help uh, sober you and also um, panic attack you when you're high. So working on verbal grounding, maybe setting some good jams, I don't know, listening to some good music that make you feel good regardless of what state you are actually in, and then when we experience these panic attacks, it's important to decipher what it is. Is it something that I'm not fully processing or is it just me being a little too high and that happens and that's okay? Um, that's super crucial. And my last tip I kind of like to incorporate is um, and that had helped me out a lot um, is writing it down specifically. When you start feeling this way... Um, especially in the event that you're going to smoke and maybe you're not feeling the best or, you know, you never know. Always keep like a pen and paper nearby so that you could if you really wanted to experiment with why you're feeling This way, we're diving deep, right? We're asking ourselves why and what's going on so we can decipher between the two and what kind of situation this is. If it is past the fact or the point that you're just too high, grab that piece of paper and write down immediately what you're feeling. What is coming to mind? What is boiling up to the surface that you need to assess? What is that? What is this feeling? What is this gut urge? What is this thing that I have to immediately express, but I don't know how to? Write it down. Describe it as best as you can. Name that monster. Give it a face so that you can stare at it and and kind of understand what it is and how it has to do anything with you. You know, if it puts you in immediate danger or if your mind is just creating these things based off of unresolved emotional trauma you we don't know these things you know what i'm saying so it's really important that we write these down and we even record it for ourselves and we process through it um easiest way because you know i think about when we we're in elementary school when they gave us math problems and all of us had to write them down and we worked them out with a piece of paper and a pencil and i mean i wasn't really good at math but it was still the work that had to be done to get the answer and when you got that answer correct that's fucking sick i would feel so pumped even though i'm not good at math i would feel so pumped at it It's kind of like working through your emotions and coming up with a conclusion. I mean, it's not like a answer or anything, but it is a conclusion of what you're dealing with here and what you need to do to take the next steps forward. Um, so writing down, and of course, like when all else fails, you better play Unwritten by Natasha Penningfield, or you got to be a Desiree. I don't know what else to tell you after that. Huh. No, I'm kidding. What after that, if nothing seems to work, then maybe this isn't really for you, and that's okay. Marijuana isn't for everybody, but it is important that you give it a good try. You give it a good A for effort. You just give it a good try regardless. And if you're working on yourself, even better. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's that's about it. And importantly, above all, share your experiences. If you have friends who are anxious annies um, and you've had panic attacks before and they're thinking about getting involved and smoking a little bit more and, and being part of that culture, share experiences and your tips similar to what I'm doing here. Because I would love for people to enjoy fully what, what weed has... So much to get, like the capabilities that it has, I just want you to, to, to enjoy that and, and to just drink it in whatever that experience is for you because it really does change lives. That's about it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Today was just a little bit chill. We were just talking about some stuff. Enjoy whatever day this podcast finds you on. Um, take some time for yourself and give yourself some grace today. Um, and I don't know, do something nice for you. I don't, I, I, whatever that is, do what feels good for you today. You're important. I love you, and you matter. Thank you for existing. And I'll see you when I see you. Bye, guys.